Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast and today I'm going to talk about the strength of a network and why you need one and what else you can do to get some help and make sure that your business is always heading in the right direction because over the course of your business life cycle you're going to have many downs, Uh, the ups are great but there's going to be probably more downs and it's important that you've got the right support and I'm going to give you a bit of an idea of what's been going down um, in our franchise network and um, the sort of lessons that you can take from it to implement into your own business. As always, before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by IPRAC and the Luke Stays Academy. If you haven't checked those out, then head to the show notes and you will see them. Also, if you are enjoying the show, I know I normally drop this in at the end, but please subscribe. It really helps the algorithms. It helps the channel get boosted and it helps more listeners get access to the channel. Appreciate all your help on that one. So I set up the franchise part of the Luke Stays business about 18 months to two years ago. The idea kind of came around then. And at that point, I was coaching a lot of people. Uh, one-to-one and helping them set up their own individual businesses. Uh, a bit like I started, you know, just not, nothing behind me, and uh, no brand name and just kind of started and uh, give it a go and, and kind of went from there. And, you know, many people do it that way and, you know, and many people make success of it, but there's also a lot of people fail at it as well. So I set up the franchise business and um, a few things have kind of gone to plan. Uh, and I've seen what I expected from it um, because when you get support from anybody, a network or a, a person that has been there, done it, got the T-shirt, uh, you know, just like me now, I have mentors and I have guides that I can, you know, go and speak to, ask questions, knowing that they've been there, they've walked the walk uh, and also they talk the talk and ultimately they can say, do this, do that, you need to change this, you need to change that, don't do that, you know, maybe do more of this, focus there. And by doing that and having that support, it's, it's crucial to making the right decisions or at least giving yourself a higher percentage of making a decision that is going to turn out to be the right decision. If you're going at it alone, and I did this in the beginning, it becomes very difficult because you're basically learning on the job you're testing the water with no real experience or any idea what's going to happen and therefore the risk of failure is a lot higher. I've made many mistakes. I've wasted so much money. I think I calculated the other day that, you know, the the mistakes I've made off certain decisions is around 2 million pounds. Now, I would much rather have that money in the bank account, of course, and you just think, what what else could I have done with that money? You know, how bigger could the portfolio be? How many more properties could I have bought? How many more rent-to-rent units could I have set up? You know, but along the way, you make these mistakes. You make bad investment decisions. You make uh, bad accountancy decisions. You maybe spend money on stuff. You overspend. You buy cheap, so you end up buying twice. You know, there's all these little things that amount up to these sizable amounts of money. And you don't really see the pain on a... I mean, sometimes you do see the pain, don't get me wrong, but, you know, on a day-to-day basis, you know, wasting 20 quid there or you've lost £100 there or maybe you've overpaid £1,000 there, you know, or that deal's not working or maybe you didn't, you know, focus enough on your pricing and therefore you, you, you didn't take that extra 500 revenue there. It all amounts up to these sizable amounts of money that can make or break businesses. And it's really important that you try and avoid that. And for me, I think the only way you can avoid it because you don't know what you don't know how can you plan for the unknown when you don't know what's going to happen? Whereas when someone is giving you a roadmap and they're basically saying, this is what you need to do to avoid that, 
then you're going to end up with a lot more money in your bank account. You're going to end up with a lot more success and you'll probably grow a hell of a lot quicker. So for me, mentorships, coaching programs, uh, handholding, even just, you know, and these don't have to be always be paid. You know, there's a lot of people out there that offer, you know, my podcast, my uh, YouTube videos, you know, and there's plenty of other people doing it as well. There's a lot of free information out there. Um, the downside of the free information is it takes a lot of time to sift through it. And you've still got to process that information and then make a decision. You, you've not necessarily got that, you know, support to be able to go, uh, well, in my scenario, how does this play out? In my scenario, how should I be doing this? Because the information that's out there is probably just the high level stuff and it doesn't really dig deep and personalized into your, your business. So you can still make the mistakes by getting that information. And don't get me wrong, you can still make mistakes getting information from, you know, personalized on your business, one-to-ones and things like that. So, you know, there's no... 100% bulletproof strategy that's going to say, you know, you go with so-and-so, you, you, you learn that way and you're going to be 100% successful, you're never going to waste any money because ultimately you still have to make decisions, you still have to make financial decisions and we play in a market that is ever-changing as well. You expected COVID to come around the corner. So, you know, there's a curveball thrown in that no one could have predicted. So, you know, what I've seen with the franchise as well is um, the speed at which it, 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 it grows. So, um, you know, when I dig into it, you think, why? Well, firstly, people, you know, I talk about this a lot, but, you know, people buy from people because they trust them. Investors will invest with somebody because they trust them. Uh, guests will book an apartment or a villa or whatever because they trust that company. And why, do, you know, why, why is Airbnb growing so much? Because they've built this brand and guests believe that they can trust in this brand. They'll get a refund if there's anything wrong. They've got all this stay cover um, stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it helps. Booking.com's the same. It's a big name. So they trust it. So they feel confident booking. They, you know, putting 16-digit credit card numbers into a random website where there's no brand name is a big deal for a lot of people. Is it secure? Um, you know, is, are they going to get their money back? You know, are they actually, is there going to be a place to stay? You know, so, so these are all the questions that guests are constantly asking. And it's the same for landlords if they're going to rent the property to you. Like, who are you? Are you, you know, yeah, you say you're going to pay my rent, but, you know, have you got any credibility? Have you, um, you know, ever done this before? Do you know what you're doing? So when you think back, you know, or when I look at the franchise model as it is, they get to effectively be part of Luke's Days. Now, Luke's Days is obviously a well-known brand in the industry now. Uh, they can go on our website. They can see we've got lots of properties in many locations, uh, different countries. Um, you know, they can you know, browse reviews. They can you know, search the social medias. They can see that we're active in this market. So already they've got an instant trust signal behind them. So, you know, the difference between you going into an estate agent or ringing a landlord, like I did at the beginning, and having to say, hey, I do X, Y, Z, you know, and, you know, I'd like to rent your property. They're, they're going to look around like, well, who are you, this, that, and the other. And you've probably got to big yourself up a bit at that, at that stage because you've got no, nothing behind you. You've got nothing to prove. You've got no brand. And you just need someone to take a chance on you. And, you know, fortunately for me, someone did. And I got one property and then it became five and then 10 and so on and so forth. But, you know, the momentum really started once the brand started to build that trust in the market. You know, it's very easy for us to, um, well, not easy, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier for us to win a management contract over someone who's maybe only just started management and can only prove they've only got a couple of properties. You know, would someone rather go with a trusted professional who's got hundreds or someone who's just started, who's only got a couple? You know, most of the time, most people will 
will choose the trusted brand that's been in business longer, they've got the experience. And so when you're part of our franchise, what you get is the ability to walk into an agency and go, hey, I'm from Luke's Days, you know, we do da-da-da-da-da-da-da, or when you're speaking with a landlord. And, you know, whilst you've got your individual franchise business within the brand, you're representing that brand, and that brand is representing you. And the results have been far quicker. So, yes, they get the roadmap and the coaching and, and everything like that to steer them in the right direction and make sure, you know, what I was talking about before, make sure you're not wasting money and time going in the wrong way. But the biggest thing is this trusted brand that they, that they get. And I get a lot of people saying, well, you know, um, I want my own name above the door or I want, uh, you know, I don't want to give away any money for, you know, say franchise fees or, or things like that. But really, for me, that's, that's kind of the wrong way to look at it because, you know, what's the opportunity cost? So if you're only going to get maybe, you know, five to 10 units a year, by operating on your own, especially in the first sort of two, three years whilst you're building your brand and, you know, it's building up versus getting, you know, 20 to 25 in those years because you've got to trust a brand behind you, people believe in you more. And not only that, what we've found as well is when you list your new property under your new business and you're just starting out, Guests are a bit reluctant, even on the booking channels that they trust. They are very reluctant to go, okay, this operator's got you know, not many properties, uh, or this is the first one. You know, they've got no reviews or very limited reviews versus, again, sitting under a brand that's got thousands of reviews and it's got that trust. So what we also see is not only the speed of acquisition from using a trusted brand, but also we see the speed of guests booking those properties as soon as they're listed. And in the main, every single one of the properties are getting booked, you know, very, very quickly, probably within the first 24 hours in most cases. And again, it comes back to that having that trusted brand and you know, making the guests feel confident that they can invest. So not only are you acquiring stock quicker, you're also getting guests quicker, which equals more profitability from day one on every single unit. So really, the opportunity cost of wanting your own name above the door or, you know, want full control of the business. And, you know, the way the franchise business is set up, you definitely have, you know, pretty much full control. We're just there to support. So, you know, it, it, it kind of, the, the trusted brand element is really important in any business. And you've got to be working on it, you know. Whether you come into the franchise network or whether you go out alone or whatever, it's one thing that you must focus on. And I don't think enough people do focus on it. Fortunately for me, I did. I got it from day one, you know, and I continue to push that message out there because, it's something that's really important. But then, you know, you look a bit deeper into the whole setup and you say, okay, well, there's also a network of very similar entrepreneurs all fighting for the same vision. So we all want the same thing. We all want to grow. We all want to get as big as we possibly can. And we all want to, um, you know, make, make obviously a lot of money and, you know, acquire as many properties as we possibly can. So, you know, when we meet, the network fuels everybody else. Not only are they competing against each other, but there's also, you know, our chats. So there's always constant daily support because they're all going through the same things at the same time. But then you've got, obviously, myself sat at the top guiding them at all times. So they're answering each other's questions because, you know, you've got some franchisees who are a year and a half in, you've got some who's a month in, you've got some who's six months in. So they've all walked the path ahead of one another. And then I am obviously sat at the top for the ones that are the most experienced within the network who still need the guidance. So it's kind of a, 
a layer after layer after layer of constant support, which again drives the right results. It drives the commitment. It drives you know the the investors to want to invest. It drives, you know there's so many things to it that it just benefits because of the power of that network. You know, and it's so true that you know your net worth is is your network. You know that that saying is is it could not be it could not be truer. And the more you develop your network and have a support network around you, the more you will thrive. So again, coming back to, you know, what's the opportunity cost of not having that network? You know, how many more deals could you have? How many more guests could you get booking? And then, you know, as we have, as we're growing as a network as well, you know, what we do as the master franchise now is we're, 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 we're bringing a deal source and arm. We've also got, you know, many of the, uh, you know, we've got some, some really big hubs, especially in the sort of Northeast and, you know, Northwest's grown well and Midlands as well. So, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, we just invest in those areas because we've got the hub. So therefore, we've got economies of scale. We've got more control over the business because everything's in-house. You know, we can, you know, set up, uh, you know, furniture. the furniture setups are cheaper because we get wholesale furniture because we buy in bulk. You know, so there's all these additional benefits from being part of a network rather than going out alone. Because you go out alone, you're going to Ikea, you're paying full retail price for your for your furniture you know you've only got one unit to set up what buying power have you got very little you have to you know go to agency cleaners because you can't put someone on payroll because you know you haven't got that ability because you haven't got enough cleans going on you're paying a higher pound per hour you know there's so many different instances where having economies of scale cuts down your costs not only in the setup side but on the ongoing maintenance the ongoing cleaning and therefore again you make more profit now you can get to this point, of course you can. I've done it from a standing start, but what I'm trying to say is, from my perspective now, knowing what I know and gone through what I've gone through and also seeing how this franchise model has played out, why, you know, at the end of the day, most people, you know, you don't want to be working all your life. Most people get into these businesses to make X amount a month and then look to exit or, you know, create it passively so that they can then, you know, retire early, go and live on the beach and, you know, have their money coming in, buy assets and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, that's exactly the same for me. I've got a plan. I'm not doing this forever. Once I get to a certain number, I'm selling the business and we're out, okay? Or if I can leverage myself out the business and not have to do as much of the day-to-day, trust a great team to take it on and ultimately I can keep getting the cash flow, that is an option I'll look at as well. But the idea is I'm not wanting to be in this business and work it all the time for the rest of, you know, till I'm 65, 70, 75. And I think most people are the same. We're wanting to come away from that job culture. So the thing that strikes me the most is why do you want to do it on your own and move at a much slower pace and obviously make more mistakes and less money where you could just get guided help, achieve your goal a lot quicker, make more money and then ultimately, you know, hit that sort of retirement or whatever it looks like for you a lot quicker. So the majority of investors and people getting into this industry, you know, mainly don't understand and, and need a bit of a, a rewire of their thought process of how, what they're actually aiming for. You know, would you rather just get to a certain point as quick as you possibly can? Doesn't matter how you get there, whether it's under someone else's brand or whether it's doing it yourself, you know, but the, the idea is you want to get there as quick as you possibly can. So look at the fastest route, not not the kind of, um, I need my name above the door. Uh, and don't get me wrong, it's easy for me to say that, right? Because my name is above the door, you know, but 
know what I know now. You know, I've got certain um, friends and mentors and they've got very successful businesses. And I'm telling you now, if I knew what I knew now and they offered a franchise model to me four years ago, I would have snapped their hands off because I know right now I would be stood with more profitability, I'd be stood with more properties in my portfolio and I'd be closer to my target. There is no doubt about that. But I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. So I did it my own way. But now there is this uh, model of franchising popping up in the short-term rental industry. I do believe that you know we were one of the first to, to put it out there. And you know the, the franchisees that we've got in, in the business are you know very successful. Every single one of them is you know supported and they're moving forward at great great pace and they will achieve their goals a hell of a lot quicker than, than probably I have because you know I had to do it the hard way and I made a lot of mistakes and you know I've had to to go through that pain and they're going to avoid all that so you know it's 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 a very 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 good business this but there's so many pitfalls if you're not careful and I think you know I encourage people to stop looking at the shiny penny syndrome side of it and start focusing on it as a business. It's not a hobby, you know. It's not going to make you a millionaire overnight. You know, sorry to say that. You know, you're going to have to put the hard yards in for, you know, probably five years or so before you're going to see any real payback on it. And, you know, it's, it, it's a tough, tough business. But if you get it right, it can provide a great lifestyle. It can provide freedom to work from wherever you want. And ultimately, it can provide you with an early retirement and a lucrative pension fund. And, you know, but it's got to be done and treat like a business. And, and a lot of people aren't treating it like businesses. They're treating it like a hobby. And they're wanting to go at a snail pace, even though there are faster ways to do it. And there's also more profitable ways to do it. And, you know, it's, it's surprising me. But once I, as, as I set the, the franchise up, um, you know, you start looking into statistics. And what, one statistic that really stood out to me was, you know, 90% of franchisees are successful versus 15% of people that start a business on their own. Now, I was one of the lucky 15% and I, I managed to make it work, but there's so many, that, 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 that rate, that difference in failure is huge, absolutely huge. And, you know, I just want more people, the right people, the right mindset people to be involved in the success and get their own success because we all fuel each other. You know, if they're successful, I'm successful and vice versa. If I'm successful, they're successful. And once we all have that same vision and buy into it, that's why the network really, really grows. You know, so in summary, you know, build a trusted brand, get support if you can, and get involved in a very good network one way or another that will support and fuel your journey a lot quicker to ultimately achieve those goals. As always, if you've enjoyed the show, please, please, please subscribe and do me a favor, share it a bit with your friends and family and I will be back soon.